0: Welcome, friends, to another R slash I don't work here lady video. Today we've got a crazy story involving a racist Karen. But first, a story from Aurora 4847. Zookeepers are not grocery clerks. For background, I work for a zoo that's owned by the city and is part of the Parks and Recreation Department. We pick up produce from a local supermarket every day, which involves a zookeeper going into the back of the produce section and leaving with a cart of boxes. We never wear anything that looks like the uniform of the store. Our uniform's grey and theirs is green, but people assume since we go into a staff-only area. Last time I was there, a woman stopped me next to a sale display, asking if the store had any more Fritos. I apologized and told her I worked for the city. She responds, Oh, I'm sorry, do you know about the low-income housing in the area? To which I mentioned that I work for the parks. We both had a good laugh. She cracked a joke about how we don't provide housing in the parks, and I pointed her to an employee to help her find her chips. Certainly not the most exciting story here, but we both had a good chuckle about it. In all reality, though, this has got me thinking about, like, some kind of luxury apartment where... You have a window view where you can see the giraffes roaming in the zoo? If that kind of thing existed and money wasn't a problem, would you be interested in some kind of awesome overlooking the zoo apartment? Away from the eyes of visitors, of course. Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Tiger Dragon 180 We all work for the state, right? So this was a fun one. I work for a state agency's IT department, so naturally I can do whatever I need account-wise and support-wise for my agency. Now from a certain point of view, we're all under the state as a whole. This whole system where we have this shared site. We even have a mass phone directory. Well one day, I get a call to my direct line. I don't recognize the name, I know it's not a new hire. I see every one of those, so I answer and immediately get told they can't log into their computer in the office. I'm pretty confused, so I ask some basic who are you questions. They come back with their so and so at the office of so and so their building is next door and she wants help logging in i politely explain she needs to call her it department if they have one or the main administration it department if they don't she immediately fires back that their it is busy and clearly i'm not since i answered the call i tried explaining that there's nothing i can do i'm an admin for our network not anyone else's but she plows right through going off that I'm lazy and that we all get paid by the state and we're all state employees, tried for like 10 minutes to explain how I can't help before just giving up and hanging up as she vowed to email my manager. To her credit, she did, and he replied back to call her own IT department. This was a good bit ago, but she still tries to email me directly every so often, asking for help with this and that, like I'm going to just walk over, force my way through security, and do it. I don't know if OP has the possibility of blocking that number or that email, but I would say, frankly, the next step for them is to try to get them to stop calling because that's just kind of annoying. Our next story is from Hugh 22 Is this a boy? Does it have balls? I finally have a story. It's insane to me how idiotic people in my country can be. I live in Southern Alabama, right next to the Gulf. You'll find the most entitled, idiotic people here. People who you wonder how they made it all these years without knowing simple facts of life. But I digress, on with the story. I'm in a pet store looking at their aquatics. It was alright, but I noticed they had some amazing plants. And I wanted to know when the bed water had last been changed because two were dead. So I hovered and waited for the clerk to be ready. What had been holding them up was a woman who came in to just go insane over the skinny pig. A skinny pig, by the way, is a guinea pig without hair. Disgusting act of hubris on man's part. I find their breeding abominable. She held him up for a solid 15 minutes, asking stupid questions and video calling who I can only imagine was her daughter. Finally, he's ready, and goes to help a woman check out, and I hang around by the betas. The woman walks up to me. Now, mind you, the uniform is black. I'm wearing a chiffon printed shirt from Hot Topic with a bunch of insects on it with bright blue makeup on. I am 100% not an employee. She walks up to me, shows a normal looking pig on her phone and goes, Is this a boy? Does it have testicles? I answer without hesitation. Rodents have rather large balls. There's no reason you can't take a gander at what's beneath and figure out if they're male or female. The rodent has no sense of pride and doesn't care if you look. She stared at me for a solid 10 seconds before replying very indignant, Well, how should I know? I say, I don't work here, hon. After I replied, she was flustered and left. I just ignored her. I seriously have no patience for people, and I'm extremely rude compared to the normal hospitality of the South. I'm from Minnesota, where people are polite by Kurt. Here, it's just seen as rude. I'm not gonna lie, if you can't tell whether or not your pig is male or female, you probably shouldn't be keeping them. This next story is from the Daft Hatter. Is this the Bee Good? No, this is Patrick. I don't work there, I work here. I work at a coffee shop, I won't name, but for the record our signs and awnings are blue, while Clover slash Green slash be good either have white or no awnings. We're directly next to a Clover Food Labs, a sweet green, and a be good. Also of note, we also share the same address with different unit numbers since we're all connected to the same medical research building and I wear a hat with the company name on it. Due to a surge of delivery drivers in the area, because we're in a medical district of sorts with a med school and several hospitals around us, they come in our cafe a lot. I can always tell it's a delivery driver as they always stand near the door with their noses buried in their phones. Now, since we also do mobile orders with our mobile app, I always assume they're waiting for an order or we missed a drink for someone and go over to ask what they're waiting on. 9 out of 10 times they shove their phone in my face and give me the customer name asking where it is in a demanding voice and 9 out of 10 times they're in the wrong location. At first I was polite and would direct them to the place they were picking up for but after so many of them got belligerent and would double down they were in the right place, demanding I produce an order I don't have, I was done. I would only direct them if they asked this is a general summary of how a lot of the conversations go i'll say hi are you waiting on something they then shove a phone in my face to the point it's so close i can't read it pick up for jessica i say sir this is coffee shop they say pick up for jessica i say sir this is coffee shop what's the restaurant of the name you're picking up for they'll say this is clover or sweet green or be good right i say no this is coffee shop they say where's the order for jessica I say, sir, this is coffee shop, not Clover, Sweetgreen, or Be Good. This is when they actually take their nose out of their phones and look around, seeing they're in the wrong place. They say, oh, where is Clover slash Sweetgreen slash Be Good? I say, next door. Then they're usually out the door without even apologizing. I like my job, but these delivery drivers are giving me a migraine. Not fully an I don't work your lady story, but the fact that we keep getting mistaken for another restaurant when we're clearly a coffee shop made me want to post this here. Honestly, I feel for any retail worker that has to deal with people like this because you just see some of the lowest IQ or at least some of the people who are at the least functioning state that they could be in. For those who apologize, I think it's okay and understandable, but like... The ones that come in there, shove the phone in the face, act all belligerent, and then walk out with no apology. It's really one big sigh. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories in it, like our next one from I Feel Nothing About You, Do I Look Like I Work Here? This happened the summer after my first year in university. I had just finished my shift at work and was on my way home. It had been a long day and i was crabby to add to that my mom had called last minute and asked me to stop at the grocery store for some items so as a selfish teenager i wasn't in the greatest mood cut to the actual story i was standing in an aisle looking at spices or something and this middle-aged man approached me now for just a little context i was working at a formal wear slash suit shop that summer the dress code for this job was of course somewhat nice I was either required to wear slacks and a nice shirt with a tie, or a full-on suit. On this particular day, I was wearing khaki pants and a pink shirt. The uniform at this store was also khakis, and some members wore a pink shirt. Anyway, this poor guy walks up to me and very apologetically asks, Excuse me sir, I'm sorry, but do you work here? Now I thought I looked rather good all dressed up, so I was pretty livid that this guy had the audacity to mistake me for some lowly, uniformed employee. I gave him a what the freak face and said, Um, do I look like I freaking work here? He began apologizing profusely. I turned back to the spices and pretty much just ignored him as he walked away. It's been years since the story, and many other stories have happened in between. Even so, I still think about it often. It was like a litmus test for who I was at the time, and for who I was failing to be because I really did think that lowly uniformed employees were somehow beneath me. Ironically, it turned out that I was making less money than most workers in that store at the time, not to mention I've worn many different uniforms since. In the end, I was the only one with any audacity, no one else. I like to think I've grown up a lot since then, and that if I could go back, this time I'd respond with decency and kindness. But since I can't, I'll just carry it around as a reminder to do better and to be better. I really like the introspective and human part of this story. Honestly, it makes me think about how I can be doing some chores, and maybe I accidentally drop something while I'm doing that chore, or I accidentally make a little bit more of a mess while I'm trying to clean stuff up, and I can tell I get a little heated in that moment, maybe want to lash out a little bit, be a little aggressive with these inanimate objects. But I just try to keep in focus if I just keep my cool, don't let it bother me, and just get it done. It'll get done faster, it'll get done nicer. And frankly, in lashing out, I prevent doing the possibility of creating even worse of a problem. It's just like a small mindfulness thing I like to keep in mind. Our next story is from Care Bear Ninja Hair Hispanic woman in a garden nursery. She obviously works there. I'm the Hispanic woman in this story. To set the stage, I was shopping for an Earth Day event from my office at a local farmers market nursery in downtown Dallas. It's kind of an upscale nursery and frequented by tourists and influencers. I have olive complexion, long black hair and brown eyes. I'm dressed in a silk blouse, jeans and red-bottomed heels, having just come from a sales meeting, and wheeling around a cart full of pots, succulents, mulch and planting soil. Incident one, a young Caucasian woman walks up to me and asks me in broken Spanish, On de Pagar? No Biggie, at first. I point to the register area where there's three registers with two employees working two registers, and a line of about two deep each. She thanks me, again in Spanish, and I think the conversation's over and turn my attention back to the agave plants. And she says, Ablar English oh? Yes, English is my first language. She looks surprised, and I think she's probably embarrassed, but then she asks me if I can ring her up. I wish I would have actually said the words, but I was polite and told her, No ma'am, I don't work here. She did look embarrassed and apologized. Incident 2, I set my cart down in an area out of the way, since the aisles are pretty narrow and there's potted plant displays, statues, and lawn ornaments I don't want to risk knocking over. I park the cart and walk about 10 feet away to inspect some large urns. I select a couple and as I'm walking back to my cart, a middle-aged blonde woman's unloading my cart. Excuse me ma'am, that's my stuff, I call out to her. She looks at me and continues to unload as I approach her. She simply says, I need this cart. I pick up my succulents from the floor and put them back in the cart and I tell her this one is mine, go ask an employee for help finding one. She looks angry but walks off. I just roll my eyes and think that's the end of that. I would find it all so comical if it wasn't so sad." Then she comes back with a very confused looking manager and tells him that I'm not allowing her to use the cart. He asks if I'm done with it and I tell him no. He offers to find the woman another one, but she starts in with, this place needs to prioritize its customer's needs over its employees. He actually lets out a snort and says, she doesn't work here, she's shopping the same as you. She did not appreciate being laughed at and made a scene threatening to report his behavior to the owners. He introduces himself and it turns out he's actually one of the owners. She threatens to take her business elsewhere and he lets her know that there's a Home Depot about five miles away. The look on her face was priceless. Incident 3. Final. I'm talking to the owner about the succulents and how best to arrange when, twice and without apology, people interrupted us asking for help. Each time, the owner tells them, I'm with a customer, but so-and-so can help you. And each time, they look supposed or taken aback. I've lived in this area for over four decades, and I've worked in this area for over two decades. It's always this way. You gotta love when a belligerent, rude customer says, I'll take my business elsewhere. In that situation, you wanna be like, yeah, great, good, don't come back. Don't bother us anymore. You want me to walk you to your car? And our final story of the day is by outrageous yak 5868 I don't work here. Wrong phone number addition. Years ago when I lived in Chicago, my first cell phone had the same number as the main taxi cab company, just a different area code. It actually spelled TAXICAB 8294222 and they advertised that number everywhere. It was prominently featured on all their cabs, all their ads, huge billboards, etc. I got so many calls from random people, often drunk, especially at night and on the weekends, and most of them couldn't understand that they had dialed the wrong number. At first, I would be polite. When someone asked for a cab, I would cheerfully tell them, I'm sorry, you've dialed the wrong number, and would often even give them the right number. It's been years, so I don't remember near all the interactions, but often they would ask if I could transfer them to the right number, apparently thinking I did actually work for the cab company, but just not in the right office or division that actually sent out cabs, I guess. Probably the worst was when I told this one caller it was the wrong number, and he persisted and demanded I transfer him. And I tried to politely explain that I couldn't because I was not the taxicab company, and the guy yelled at me, well why did you answer then? So I learned not to be so helpful and just say, sorry, wrong number, and hang up. Or not even answer at all. And before too long, I got a new number, and that permanently solved the problem. I definitely feel bad for people saddled in situations like this. Frankly, the easiest thing to do is just get that number changed, complain enough, The only problem is when the companies want to try to charge you to change the number, but maybe it's worth calling them up every single time you get confused to complain to them about changing your number for free. In the modern age though, I know from first-hand experience it sucks changing your number, because I used my phone number all the time for security purposes, and and when you change your number, you don't realize how much you used your phone for security, until you realize you're locked out of something random like your pizza place account that you use once every so often.